Hey everyone, welcome or welcome back to the Brave Church Podcast, and thanks for listening. At the end of this talk, please take a moment to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook or Instagram, where you can get even more connected to what's going on in our community. But most importantly, we hope the following talk inspires you to take your next step in finding or following Jesus. All right, happy holidays, Brave Church. Uh, we hope that you had a really healthy, low-calorie, vegan Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right, but hey, the, the uh, holiday season has officially kicked off around here at Brave, and we're really excited. And so today, Samuel and I are uh, team teaching. Uh, every year, we do a talk together right after Thanksgiving to help prepare you for the holidays. And so last year, we talked about uh, wisdom for the holidays. And so this year, we're giving a talk called Self-Care for the Holidays. But let's begin with prayer, shall we? Father, we just ask that you would speak to our hearts today, that wherever we're at in relationship to you, that we would uh, draw near and that you would lead us and guide us and that you would speak to us in the way that we need to hear it. Uh, to benefit us and to benefit our relationship with you as we move into this holiday season. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, hey, we all know that the holidays are supposed to be one of the happiest and most joy-filled times of the year. But according to Psychology Today, 71% of Americans say the holidays cause them stress. It's also one of the most unhealthy times of the year. You're, you're more likely to gain unwanted weight between Thanksgiving and Christmas than any other time of the year. So turn to the person next to you and say, you're looking good. Yeah. Okay? You're more, looking good so far. <laughs> and we're going to stay looking good, right? Yeah. So here we go. More people actually relapse during the holidays than any other time of the year. Why is it? that what's supposed to be one of the most wonderful times of the year can also be the most stressful and challenging? The answer is stress. When we experience unusual stress, we can have some really negative effects. It can cause some really negative effects on our bodies uh, and how we treat those around us or how we make decisions. When we get stressed, most of us drift away from self-care. We drift away from the things that we need to do to take care of ourselves. And so if you're taking care of yourself, you're loving yourself. Last week, a few weeks ago, we were in the Gospel of Mark, and we were talking about the greatest commandment. And it it had two parts. The first is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. Notice the phrase, as yourself. It implies something. It implies that you love yourself well enough that the love you're giving to your neighbor is valuable. Loving yourself well is the starting point to loving others. And so the holidays are a season where most of us struggle with self-care. And that's another way of saying that when we get stressed, we struggle to love ourselves. And this has a ripple effect towards everyone around you. So think of it this way. Your purpose is love. You were created to love. And so when you get better at taking care of yourself, you get better at loving. Um, Imagine with me that you are a cell phone, okay? A cell phone can do a lot of really great things. It can tell you how to get places. It can uh, help you buy all of your Christmas presents. I mean, that's pretty crazy, right? We can buy all of our Christmas presents from our phones. Um, it It can call people. It can communicate. I mean, cell phones are amazing, right? But you know what's also amazing about a cell phone is that when the charge is gone, it is useless. 
I mean, there is nothing you can do with a phone once the battery dies. And so staying charged is really important. Brave Church, today we're going to talk about how to stay charged for the holidays. Stay charged with love for yourself, charged with love for your neighbor, and charged with love for those around us. So how are we going to stay charged? Today we're going to talk about three ways to stay charged. And each of these three ways represent three categories that are really important to be charged up in. And they all add up to loving well. So number one in your program notes, in fact, if you didn't get those, just raise your hand and the ushers will get those to you. But number one in your program notes is this, check yourself emotionally. Our emotional self-care is a reflection of the thoughts that we choose. Nothing affects our emotions more than the way that we think. What we think affects us physically and emotionally. Doctors say that the vast majority of the illnesses that plague us today are a direct result of our thought life. It's simple. Good thinking leads to good emotions. Toxic thinking leads to negative emotions. Toxic drains us, emotional thoughts that rob us of our peace and our joy during the holidays. And so we all want peace and joy, you know, on our fireplace mantles or on our Christmas ornaments. But what about having peace and joy in our real life? Whenever you start feeling emotionally off and you don't feel full of peace or full of joy, a great question to ask yourself is this, why? Why do I feel this way? If I really think about it and assess what's bothering me and how I'm thinking about what's bothering me, it'll be surprising what I'll find. You may discover that the way that you're thinking about some things needs to change. How do we fight depressing thoughts? How do we overcome anxiety? How do we deal with negative emotions in our lives? You see, we build or create our lives through our thoughts. You can choose life and create a a pattern of healthy thinking and great thoughts, or you can choose negative thoughts and unhealthy thinking and create a negative life. You have a say over whatever you think and the thoughts that you entertain in your head and in your heart. And you can check your emotions by taking a time out. Just take a time out when things feel uh, like there's no joy and you feel fearful and there's no peace. You have the ability to check yourself and say, hey, what's going on? And maybe go and just pause, get away, get some quiet, go to a quiet place, <laughs> drink some eggnog, right? Or whatever it takes. But take an inventory of whatever you've been thinking about and then decide what you're going to do. The scripture says that as a person thinks, so are they. Scripture also says that take your thoughts captive. When you check your emotions and consider the thoughts that are causing them, you can build a better life for yourself. Think about it this way. You can love yourself and your family better. If you decide today that you're not going to settle into patterns of reacting and arguing and anything that will rob you of your peace and joy. And instead, you're going to take your thoughts captive and you're going to elevate your thinking. Now, here's the really good news and a huge key to self-care for the holidays. You've been given a divine power in God to actually demolish and disable negative thoughts when they come to you. You have the ability to stop that activity and replace those negative thoughts with life-giving thoughts. So, What do we do to overcome negative thoughts that drain us and take away our joy? When you get alone, when you go to a quiet place, 
there. Ask God to reveal to you. Ask the Holy Spirit, what, what is unhealthy about the way that I'm thinking? Because my, my emotions and the way that I'm feeling is so negative right now. Acknowledge those thoughts before God. And instead of giving into pride and just becoming stubborn and hanging on to those thoughts, maybe instead humble yourself and say, ask God, God, show me. What, what can I do? What's my part in all this? Get together maybe with a close friend, someone that you trust. Talk to someone that's, that you know is wise or a counselor and work through those thoughts before they wreck you emotionally. In the words of Ice Cube, check yourself before you wreck yourself. All right? There's a passage in Philippians that I'd like to read. And Philippians is a book that uh, literally teaches us how to have a happy life, how to have joy, and how to check our emotions. And this passage that I'm going to read, it's my personal go-to passage that helps me check my emotions and my thoughts. Philippians 4, verse 6, it says, Do not be anxious about anything. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things and the peace of God will be with you. The best way to overcome a bad thought is to replace it with a really good one. And so whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, pure, lovely, whatever's admirable or excellent, think, think on such things. Replace thoughts of fear with thoughts of faith and hope. Replace sadness and anxiety with joy and peace. Did you know that uh, one of the most emotionally charging thoughts that you can have is gratitude? That you pause this holiday season and remind yourself of what really matters? I wrote down in my journal, my devotions the other day, all the things that I'm grateful for after I poured out my heart about all the things that I needed God to answer and hear me. And then I went to gratitude. I read an article the other day that was, uh, they were interviewing the victims of the NorCal fires, and I was just blown away yesterday. Some of them said that they just spent the best Thanksgiving of their lives because losing everything gave them much perspective on what truly matters in their life. By the way, last week we received a, a special giving Uh, for those that were affected by the fires, and you gave $10,363. Give yourself a hand. But what's really cool is all of that was matched, so it was over $20,000 that we were able to give. So that's amazing. What are we thankful for? What are you thankful for? Do the simple things in life still amaze you, like putting up ornaments on your Christmas tree, drinking hot chocolate and watching the floating marshmallows, right? or sitting by a fire with friends and chatting, what simple things that cost you nothing still fill you with joy? That's good. Number two, and this isn't something that we talk about a lot in church. Number two, care for yourself physically. First uh, Timothy 4.8 says, For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. What's Timothy saying here? This verse and the my body is a temple verse are two of the most popular verses about our physical bodies. But the, fine, the my body is a temple verse actually isn't really talking about taking care of your body. It's, it's a little tricky. And so a lot of people, they like to use that verse if they don't like tattoos or piercings. And that's another talk. Um, we're not going to cover that today. But this verse in Timothy is saying that physical fitness, 
Using the Greek word gymnasia, meaning exercise, is valuable. Paul isn't downplaying fitness at all, but he's using physical fitness, which apparently was something that the culture he was talking to found important, to illustrate and to emphasize just how important godliness is. He wouldn't have even compared godliness to physical fitness if it wasn't important. If anything, this tells us just how important our physical health should be. Your health is everything. This Thanksgiving was one of the first years that I've ever spent Thanksgiving in a hospital. And and I hope there aren't a lot more of those, but it was very unique for us. Marcy and I flew down to Southern California to be with her dad, and he's, he's getting stronger there in the hospital, and we're hoping that he'll be able to travel to Florida where he'll get a liver transplant. And so we were down there in the hospital, and we were just so grateful to be together. But I was also just looking around and noticing all of the sick people, and it was such a reality check of how valuable our health is. You know, the saying, health is wealth, it's, it's a kind of a cliche, right? But it's so true. Your physical health impacts every other area of your life. So here's the deal. We're all going to die someday. And, uh, some sooner than others. Some sooner than others. Yeah. But whether it happens too soon or it happens when you're old as dirt, physical self-care can only matter so much, right? There's a balance. But even without knowing how long you're going to live, it's still one of the most important things that we do in loving ourselves because it very tangibly impacts your ability to live your purpose, your energy, your health, what you, what you literally have the ability to do. Uh, when my wife and I first started dating, we didn't share this value. In fact, we viewed health and fitness very differently. Marcy hated to work out. And when we first met, um, her and her roommate's love language was leaving Big Macs on each other's nightstands. And uh, that was hard for me. Not because my wife isn't beautiful and I don't love her just the way she is, but I have this view of health and taking care of ourselves is just so different. And really, that's because of the way health has impacted my family. So my grandpa, at the age of 27, got rheumatoid arthritis. And they told him he'd never walk again. And he's proven them wrong, but he hasn't ran since he was 27 years old. My brother was born with cerebral palsy, and he had to have multiple surgeries growing up. And he had to wear a brace that would keep his leg from growing inward. My mom has MS, multiple sclerosis. It's affecting her ability to walk. So for me, being a physically able person... And not taking advantage of that, right? Not using that, not, not stewarding the gift of physical ability is, is, is just so um, hard for me to, to not, you know, to not value. And so going on a run on the Iron Horse Trail or going to the gym and putting some headphones on, it's one of the ways that I clear my head, but it's also one of the ways that I love myself. Did you know that men age 30 and up lose 3 to 5% of their muscle mass? each decade. I don't know the stat for, for women, but I know that <laughs> I know they're losing some muscle too, okay? Lifting weights, this is not meant to be funny. I don't know. <laughs> do, do you guys want to be strong and able as long as you can? I know I do. But the other side of all this is nutrition, okay? And doctors say that that actually impacts your health more than anything you do physically. And I'm going to be honest, 
this is my struggle area. This is where I'm the weakest. Like, I hate green things. I like to drink my vegetables in juices. That's how I get, that's how I'm still here today. Um, I'm a meat, potatoes, and pizza kind of guy. Those are my three dominant food groups, okay? But it's really important because food is actually the most powerful drug that you put in your body. It affects your moods, it affects your energy, it affects so much. It affects whether or not good things are developing within you or disease. Um, It's such an important deal. So this holiday season, many of us in this room, if not all of us, will be very tempted to downgrade the priority of our health. Yet according to Timothy, the only thing that our health pales in comparison to is godliness, Our character. Taking care of ourselves physically impacts everything we do. But this will be a challenge as we close out 2018. Psychology Today says if you're one of the millions of people who try to resolve your acute or chronic stress with alcohol, tobacco, drugs, and overeating, you might feel some comfort or relief at the moment. But the long-term effect only compounds the physiologic effects of stress itself. This becomes a vicious cycle, causing your stress response to be only more heightened, causing greater sleep problems and an increase in drug and alcohol abuse. Sugar is a major factor that increases your stress response, especially if you've had some form of brain injury, such as concussion, stroke, or brain surgery. Um, The article actually goes on to talk about the effects of caffeine and, and how we cope with stress, sometimes with more caffeine, and too much caffeine actually causes the same response in your body as extreme levels of stress. Now, that's bad news, right? Because I love coffee. I love caffeine. I'm not saying don't. I've got, this is my second cup today, okay? <laughs> this is like, hey, don't go to like five or six, or right? your body's going to start freaking out. I kind of wish I didn't read this article. Um, <laughs> but apparently... This, this stress and caffeine and all these ways that we're coping is hurting us. And so we want to take care of ourselves. So here are some tips for taking care of yourself physically so that you can love yourself and others well this holiday season. And you may want to write these down in your notes. Get seven to eight hours of restorative sleep. Now, I know for a lot of you, this can be a challenge. Last night, I actually had to call the cops because there was all of this screaming outside of my apartment I look out the window, and there's all of these students partying in the parking lot, riding like uh, shopping carts down the hill. I'm like, what is going on? Okay, so sometimes even when you, I went to bed early. I went to bed at 9.30. I don't know the last time I went to bed before 10, and I still didn't get seven, eight hours of sleep, okay? So stuff happens, but this is a goal to shoot for. Avoid consuming large amounts of sugar, caffeine, or alcohol. Take time for yourself. Enjoy a relaxing massage, a good book, or a long bath. Get outside for at least 15 minutes each day to get some sun. Vitamin D is great for your mood. It has a huge impact on how we feel. Get to the gym or do something active a few times a week, even when you don't think that you have time. The truth is, physical fitness and physical health, taking care of yourself, taking care of your body, it's costly. There's a high price. It can feel Like, there are way more important things to do. But there's always something more important than taking care of ourselves. But it's taking care of ourselves that allows us to take care of others. It's so important. So if you're going to make taking care of yourself a priority this holiday season, plan for it. Schedule. Schedule it. And stick 
to it. You got that? Yes, thank you, son. (laughs) You know, all three of these areas really matter. Uh, They all add up to being fully charged. But if we're going to say that one is the most important, there is one that matters most, and it would be this. Number three, renew yourself spiritually. In Psalm 1, it says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. This psalm is a picture of renewal through a relationship with God in his word. Renewing yourself spiritually begins with knowing God. There's a verse that uh, captured my imagination when I was a small boy. It's found in the first book of the Bible, and it talks about a guy named Enoch. And he was one of the first human beings. He was a descendant of Adam. And in Genesis, it literally says that Enoch enjoyed a close relationship with God throughout his life, then suddenly he disappeared because God took him. Isn't that cool? I mean, like, imagine that, being so close to God that you have such a special friendship and relationship that one day you're talking and walking with God and you just walk off into a warm sunset together. James, a writer in the New Testament, he said this. He said, come near to God and God will come near to you. God wants a relationship with me. I had a lot of fears growing up as a boy that was no one's fault. My father was disabled, and and so he wasn't able to protect us like a lot of my friends' dads. And even as a young boy, I was aware that if someone threatened us or wanted to hurt us, that we wouldn't be able to fight back, or if there was a fire in our home, we wouldn't be able to get out. And so early on, I became very protective of my family and the people that I love, but I also realized that, that I wasn't enough. And that I would never be enough, that I would never be big enough or strong enough or powerful enough to control everything that happened to me or to my family. And that I needed help from someone greater than myself. And so what I discovered in my spiritual quest was that Jesus Christ was and is a predictably good shepherd. And that he's fully capable of leading and caring and protecting for me and my family. And that this gentle shepherd wants to talk with me. He wants to have a relationship with me. John chapter 10, it says, the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Hearing the voice of God is one of the signs that you're his. And as you learn to be mindful of his presence every day. And so for me, the spiritual habit of daily devotions has created a sacred place where I'm renewed and I'm refreshed every single day. Why is charging yourself spiritually so important every single day? In the summer of 1606, in a place that would later one day be called California, a little sequoia tree poked through the ground and began to grow. A year later, the London company established Jamestown. Another year later, the territory that would one day be called Canada was founded. Three more years later, the sequoia was now 11 feet tall, and the first King James Bible was printed. That one tree grew through 
the entire Civil War, two world wars, and putting the first man on the moon and remain strong when the terrorists attacked September 11, 2001. Through all of those events, spanning centuries, the tree became a towering titan in the forest, soaring 240 feet into the California sunshine. And then suddenly, a few years ago, the tree fell. It was the first of Yosemite's magnificent sequoias to fall in many years. And so the Forest Service authorized an investigation with one question that they wanted answered. What caused the tree to fall now? There had been no recent windstorms. There had been no fires, no floods or lightning. And the startling conclusion after all of the research was this. It was the years of wear and tear caused by foot traffic over the root system. It was the daily foot traffic of the tourists that damaged and weakened the tree. Even enormously strong trees that have lived for hundreds of years cannot survive when its roots are left unprotected. The scriptures talk about a person's life being like a tree. Think of your life like a tree that needs to be nourished and renewed on a daily basis. Psalm 1 in the Amplified Bible, it reads this way. The person who regularly meditates, ponders, and studies the Bible day and night will live a happy, blessed life, like a tree firmly planted by streams of water. I know for me that my habit of daily devotions, prayer, and connecting with God has been the sacred enclosure around my root system. It saved me from falling from giving up, from walking away, from becoming cold or bitter. Because in those moments of the daily sacred enclosure in my time with God, the Holy Spirit convicts me, helps me replace bad thoughts with good thoughts and guides me into what is really true. It's not been the absence of stress or challenge in my life that's grown me. It's not been the absence of problems. It's been the sacred enclosure that's guarded my heart and kept me standing. What kind of foot traffic do you deal with every day over the root system of your life? You see, we all suffer the wear and tear of long daily commutes, unending emails, phone calls and text messages and phone notifications and noise and chatter, traffic, crowds, politics, podcasts, television, bills, worries, responsibilities, deadlines, endless chores, demanding children, and relational bruises. Every day, foot traffic wears on us. And what we need is to nourish the most important part of us, the soulish part of our life that connects us with God. And so this holiday season, let's take care of ourselves, number one, spiritually. Let love for ourselves be shown in the way that we take care of ourselves in starting with our creator so that we can experience joy. God has for us in this season joy that he wants to give to us and renew us every day, but also a joy that we can give to other people. So get charged up in this holiday season. Every day, set aside a sacred place to renew yourself spiritually few moments, we're going to sing a song together. I'm going to invite you to stand. And it's a song called Seasons. 
Some of you in this season are already feeling stressed. Maybe Thanksgiving didn't go as planned. Or maybe you're just overwhelmed by all of the stuff that you have to get done between now and the end of the year. But right now, as we sing this song, I want to share with you a chorus. Um, the lyrics of the song say, Though the winter is long, even richer the harvest it brings. Though my waiting prolongs, even greater your promise for me. Like a seed, I believe that my season will come. Even in the most challenging seasons with Jesus, there's always hope. And that is our promise. So I want to invite you to stand and be ministered to by this song. Once again, thanks for listening. If you live in the Bay Area, we would love for you to join us at a Sunday gathering in San Ramon. For directions, gathering times, or information about our Brave Kids program, visit us at brave.church. Also, if you want to help support what God is doing through Brave, you can give online to the Brave Foundation at brave.church forward slash foundation.